We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. I don't really want to preach long tonight. I know I've said that before. I literally have six lines of notes. So there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. Praise Jesus. I'm so excited about this theory. This theory. It's not a theories. It's, a, it's not a, a, it's a series in the name of Jesus. I don't know why I'm so excited about it. I just guess because there's absolutely no other name that we can get more excited about. I think it's worth getting excited about. You know, even the simplicity of just thanking Jesus for what He did, I guess it's not really that simple. It was pretty horrific, but pretty amazing that Jesus gave up His heavenly dominion, heavenly domain and came and outworked the plan of the Father to save us from our sin, our basically sinners, our separation from God. And He did it by dying on the cross, giving His life for our life. And now, I mean, I'm just excited. I do care about you, but I'm just excited for myself tonight. I'm excited that Jesus lives in me. I'm excited that, that I make up many mistakes. I've made hundreds of mistakes. I stuff up all the time. I, 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 yeah, you know, I have one of those, I was, I was going to say a blow-off valve, you know, it just goes off every time pressure comes up. Who, who, who lets off steam sometimes? Uh, you know, you know what I mean? And some things come out and you're like, ah, you know, out of the half, low the issues of life. You're like, I know that, Jesus, but come on. But uh, I just think, man, living life without Jesus is, is just hard work. And, and God has come to give us life and life in its fullness, life in its abundance. And we know that scripture, we hear it all the time. But uh, it's, just, it's just real. We can have life in its fullness. We can have life in, a, in abundance you know, the devil has a mission to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus has come to give us life and life in its abundance. Uh, I don't know about you, but I just don't want to live life. Oh, well, yeah. how is work good? Or, you know, the, the answer that we give, oh, how is work? Oh, not bad. We measure it by bad. That's what we're measuring life by. Why don't we just say lower than good? Oh, how is work today? Lower than good. At least we're measuring it by good rather than not bad. If you know, do you know what I mean? We, we, we live in this world so, so sort of suppressed and so put down and, and we feel like we're losing sometimes. But I want to tell you there's good news. Jesus is alive. He lives in you. He lives in me. And, and I pray this excites you, even if you've been a Christian for many, many years. This is just some, this is, uh, this is 101 of thankfulness in, in Christianity. I'm just saying, thank you, Jesus, that I'm alive today. I'm happy. I have eternal life in Jesus. I have relationship with the living God uh, because you died and you rose again. Isn't that something to celebrate about tonight? Um, in this series, uh, we've been talking about the authority and the power in the name of Jesus. And we've come across some, some moments in the series where there's been disappointment. Uh, have you ever come across in life where you've been disappointed? Yeah. I, I would say you don't have to lift up your hand, but there's, 
there's been many times where you've been disappointed. And we can even say we've been disappointed in God, right? Come on, we can be honest about this because maybe we don't have it all figured out. Who's got it figured out? Come and preach tonight, please. I want to take notes from you if you've got, I, I haven't got it all figured out. I'm learning. Uh, I'm still learning. And, uh, you know, but just trusting God and letting Him minister and letting God lead us in our life is the best thing. And so there's been many disappointments, many hurts as we, as we do this thing called life. But um, tonight I want to address one of those areas. And, and so if you grab your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 9. We used this scripture this morning and uh, it'll go there. But Heavenly Father, I ask... Lord, that you would get all the glory tonight, that, Lord, we would be pointed to you. Lord, our authority comes from you. Lord, we're anything but anything unless we're in you. Uh, Lord, that sounded weird and funny, but, Lord, it's all about you. And tonight, Lord, from from whatever background, whatever creed, whatever race we come from, whatever, Lord, it is all about you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that we would, we would leave, every single person would leave this place tonight with, a, with just something new and fresh in their spirit. Lord, every person I pray, Lord, that every person, whether it's uh, whatever it is, God, that every person would leave with something fresh in their spirit, the authority of God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Grab your Bibles, you've got them. Turn to Mark chapter 9. And so this is, this is the story of when Jesus came back down of the mountain from the Mount of Transfiguration. He took Peter, James, and John up there. They had a good time. They did some stuff we heard about this morning. They come down and they see the other disciples there. The other nine are there. And, and they were having a bit of a discussion and argument. And we found out this morning that it was really probably the argument and the discussion was about who, who the greatest was. And I was like, oh, you know, now that those three guys, you know, now that the chosen, now that those guys have gone away with Jesus, uh, we can we can figure it out, and we'll we'll take it on. And and they sort of lost focus on why they were there and why they. And anyway, get the go listen to it. But we get to this point, and there's this um, conversation with Jesus and this Father, and so. Um, I want to read just a little bit from 20, and then it's going to come to this one. So Mark chapter 9, verse 20, it says, So they brought the boy, uh, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, Since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire or, or into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out and said, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And it goes on and and Jesus rebukes the evil spirit and the evil spirit comes out of the boy and goes on. But this is the this is the text, this is the scripture I wanna I wanna I just wanna help address tonight. Because I think we all have this. This we have a wow meaning, and we really do believe. Like the Father, I do believe. I do believe in you, Jesus, but help me with my unbelief. 
uh, you know, and, and, and there's areas in life where you might have a strong, strong conviction and you might have faith with something and you're 100%. But there might be another area in life where you've got just that 99% maybe. And there's a little bit of doubt because the devil loves to doubt. Did God really say not to eat that, that fruit of the tree? He, that's his weapon. He loves to throw doubt in there. That's the only weapon he's really got. He loves to doubt. Anyway, it says, What do you mean if I can, Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. The Father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me to overcome my unbelief. This, this message tonight is just to help us overcome unbelief. Who thinks that's, well, that would be a good thing to study and just open up the Word of God about helping us overcome our unbelief? Because there's times where you're just like, okay, prove it. Has anyone ever said to you, you know, uh, I can do three backflips? You like prove it. I can't do three backflips, and I am not. I can. Well, I'll be able to prove that I can't do three backflips. But uh, but you know, you know how there's a little bit of prove it tonight. I think we can go to the scripture and we can say, Come on, God, help me with my unbelief. I want to. I want to work through this because don't we want to get to a place where we just believe God? We just trust God. There's areas in my life I just trust God for. But there's other areas in my life I don't know why, but the devil just puts doubt in there. And so tonight I'm praying that we would just get to a point where we could take some of the faith we have in other areas and, and, and apply it into, other, into the areas where we're missing out on, on it tonight. So the first thing in Mark chapter 9 is, come on, let, let's just be honest. Say, so Lord, there's areas in my life that I've got unbelief. There's areas of my life that I, I right now I'm unsure about and I don't know how to overcome it. Just like the Father, He says, yeah, I do believe. I do believe in you, Jesus. I do believe that you are the Son of God. And, and He says this, but Lord, help me with my unbelief. If, if we can say tonight, Lord, help me with my unbelief, I reckon that's a great question. Because it's not, it's not me saying this to us tonight. We're actually saying to Jesus, every one of us is saying to Jesus, Jesus, help me tonight with my unbelief. We're engaging in the story. We're being the dad tonight to say, Lord, help me with my unbelief. Because I, I believe Jesus wants to answer. I believe He wants to answer our unbelief. Who's ready for it? Awesome. Well, here's, here's the thought. My thought was whenever I'm studying the Bible, I'm like, okay, where is there faith in it? <laughs> if, if, there's, if there's unbelief in it somewhere, there's got to be faith in it somewhere else. And so what do we do when, when we're looking for uh, area, uh, um, you know, examples of faith? Obviously, we go to Google <laughs> or, or BibleGateway.com or we search faith. Or we search a word and, and it comes up. But uh, this is, this is, I've been, I've read my Bible for a few years and, and this undoubtedly is the, is the greatest example of faith in the entire Bible. It's not David and Goliath, because I mean, that's a great example of faith as well. But um, it, even Jesus says in this piece of scripture, he's never seen as much faith as this as all of Israel. Who reckons we should read it tonight? Who, who thinks we should actually look up into this uh, passage of Scripture? It's Matthew chapter 8, verse 9. 
And I think it's, it just ties in real beautifully with everything that we're talking about when it comes to the authority of the name of Jesus. See, if we read this passage of Scripture, some of it will come up on the, on the, on the screen, some of it won't. But um, it's the faith of a Roman officer of chapter 8 from verse 5 onwards. It says, When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, um, Lord, my young servant lies, be, lies in bed paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my house. Just say the words from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles who come from all over the world, and it goes on. What an amazing passage of Scripture. Uh, hey, actually, Jesus, don't even bother coming to my house. Don't even bother turning. Uh, I don't want to bother you right now. All you need to do is just say the words. Are there any parents in this room tonight that have that ability with your children? One. Let's test it out. <laughs> prove it, prove it. <laughs> there's some, there's some uh, siblings here right now, a little worried, but it's all right. Um, but what, just say the word. Man, wouldn't life be awesome if you had that authority just to say the word and do this and it's done? Man, I'd love that gift as a parent. Any parents would like to have that gift. Like, just have to say it once. Not three or four or five times. Just once. Jesus, help. Give me that anointing tonight. I'm praying for it. I, I just don't. I, yeah, anyway, it's something I'm asking for faith in tonight. But he had this, the, the office, the Roman officer says, I'm not worthy. All you have to do is just say the words. Why? Because he says, I'm under authority. I'm under authority. If we want to learn, I believe, how to move in our faith and how to add faith into our life, we've got to learn first and foremost to come under the authority of Jesus. This is what I've been talking about the whole time. The name of Jesus has all authority and power over everything else, over everything else. His name is higher than any other name. And when we learn that and when we know that and we get that into our heart and in our spirit, then we can start going, you know what? Lord, in this area and in this situation, all you need to do is just say it. All you need to do is just say, be healed, and He'll be healed. And Jesus just turns around and says, well, you know what? I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Here's the thing tonight is, it's great seeing this example of Jesus when he was alive, right? Because Jesus had all authority. He's got the authority. He's the Son of God. But then remember, he died and he took the authority of the earth 
right? And then He rose again, but then He commissioned us and He gave us the authority back. And He also has given us the Holy Spirit without limit. Amen to that. There's a little bit of teaching tonight. But I I believe that if we can get this into our heart, you know what, we're under the authority and we're in the authority and we have the authority of Jesus, the name of Jesus, then we can actually say in this situation, you know what, there's someone ill, there's someone sick. All we need to do is just say the words. Say the words. When, when we had a friend of ours, Pastor Mark Collard, over in the UK, and they were having issues with the birth of their second son, we, we didn't say, bring him to us. He was in the UK. That's a long trip. But we were just praying. There was people all over the world praying, and they were praying. You know, that boy was without oxygen for over eight minutes. Over eight minutes. If, if you if you know anything about uh, that, that that is not good. It's actually terrible. In fact, I think after six minutes, you, 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 of, of the brain having no oxygen, the brain dies. Don't quote me on that. Do study it if you want to. But we're praying. We're praying from the other side of the world in the name of Jesus. This boy's gonna live. In the name of there's hundreds of people just praying. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and in the name of Jesus. And you know, um, there were some slow complications, but man, that boy, he just got better and he got better and he got better. And in one year, his his uh, I'm pretty sure it was his first or his second birthday, he was totally discharged from any any medical and hospital. Uh, that's a miracle right there. And we, he didn't come here. We didn't have to lay hands on him. We just prayed. We just believed. And, and I think, you know, when Pastor Mark comes back over here, probably around shout, I'll try and get him down because it's an amazing, amazing testimony to the glory of God in the circumstance. But, you know, just knowing the authority that we have, I believe is going to help us work on our unbelief. Con, whatever area that you're struggling with unbelief in right now, I want you to say to yourself, I've got authority in this because Jesus has given it to me. Jesus has given you the authority. But how do we, how do we get that in there? Because what Pastor Will said? I'm just repeating what Pastor Will says. Well, that's not going to work. I mean, we've, we're here to teach and preach the Word of God, but here's the thing. Pastor Will doesn't know a whole lot. Don't pray in the name of Pastor Will. He's not going to help you out. I might, no, I'm not going to say that because you asked for money. But I was going to say, I'll lend you a few bucks here and there, you know. But I, I mean, I'll pray, but I can't do anything in my name. I do it all, and I believe in the name of Jesus. But here's the thing is, we come along on a Sunday, and we listen to the messages that get preached, and we're like, yeah, amen, that's good, amen. Is that right? <laughs> be kind tonight, be kind, it's Sunday. Yeah. But, uh, and, and we listen to the preacher and we see scriptures come up on, on, on the screens and, and we have big words called Jesus in the background and we're like, man, Sunday is awesome, Sunday is great and then, then I feel real good about it and all I need to do is get this and I just need to get authority and I just need to know the authority in my life and, and I'm going out, all right, here we come, Monday, yeah, let's go. And we get into Monday and suddenly Pastor Will's not there. Suddenly the scriptures aren't on the big screen anymore. <laughs> Who's glad that that's 
that I don't follow you around in life. I'm quite glad of that. <laughs> but we get to this point where we're, we're out on Monday and we're like, oh, I don't know if I've got faith in that anymore. I know what they said, but... Because here's the thing, is you can't rely on just what I say or what, sorry, what any of the preachers just say. It is the Word of God. They are preaching. They are declaring promises. They are de- declaring truth through the Word of God. But you can't rely on what they just say. Why do I say this? This is moving on to the next scripture, Romans chapter 10. How do we build our own faith? Because I can, I can encourage you. The preachers can encourage you. But how can you build your faith? Because, listen, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Well, I'm hearing the Word of God. I'm sitting in church. Didn't you just read out the Word of God? What are you talking about? Yeah, but here's the thing. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. You're like, I've heard that already now. Right? No, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Let let me let me help you out a a little bit with this. See, I can the preachers can share scriptures with you, and and it's sort of what we're doing is we're highlighting these scriptures on a Sunday to say write them down in your notes. Then you go home and you build your faith by hearing your word of God. Do you get me on that one? So here's the thing: is how do you build? Your faith. Well, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So what do you do? You get the Word of God then. How do you hear it? Read it. And then when you read it, faith comes. Revelation comes when you read it. You get personal revelation. What the Bible says in one Scripture to me might say to you something similar but different. Because the Bible is alive and breathing and it speaks to you. It's the rhema Word of God. That's the revelatory Word of God. It will reveal something to you when you read it. And when you read it, you go, man, that's awesome. I remember I was reading David and Goliath. Great story in the Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I was reading it through and it says that David ran down the valley. And he's like, I come at you in the name of the... Lord God of all the heavenly armies. And, and it's like, yeah, this is cool, but I've heard this a hundred times. I'm reading it and, and this is good. And then, then it gets to the part where he, he got the stone and he put it into his little sling and he's like, and he lets it go. And then it just says this in the Bible. It says, and the stone hit his head and sunk in and he fell to the ground. And then David came along, picked the sword up and chopped his head off. That's a great story right there. Chopping someone's head off. It's interesting. But I remember when I was reading this scripture and, and I, um, I had a flashback. Who's had a flashback? Good flashbacks. Who's had one of those hot sweat flashbacks? Like, oh. I remember a saying that my mum used to say to me. When is it going to sink into your head? When are you going to get it? And I'm like, the Bible just said, and the stone sunk into Goliath's head, and then he fell to the ground. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, when it sinks into your head is when you get the victory. 
when it sinks into your head is when, but no one preached that. No one told that story. I mean, I've heard the story of David and Goliath, but this was a revelatory moment, a, 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 a rhema word of God moment when I was reading my Bible and I was building my faith because faith comes from hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I've heard David and Goliath preached a thousand times and it's all been brilliant. But what's the one thing I remember out of the David and Goliath story now? When is it going to sink in? Is when you get the victory. I'm like, duh. So now when, when I'm reading my Bible, I've got to, I, every time I read the Bible, I go, Lord, I want this to sink in. It's just a simple thing. It means a lot to me. It might not mean a lot to you. But Lord, help me with my unbelief. Goes, I'm going to get a victory when this sinks into my head. I'm going to let God do something. I'm going to let the Word of God minister to me. I'm going to let it sink into my head. Is this helping? I want to encourage you. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. If you want help with your unbelief, the only way that I know and want to encourage you with is, is pick up your Bible and start reading it. And don't try and race it. Just read, read a couple of Scriptures. Keep on asking and you will receive what you have asked for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds and everyone who knocks, the door will be open. That was just a random piece of scripture I picked up. But man, what does that say? Lord, talk to me through this. I want to build my faith in this. What does that mean? Keep on asking. Lord, what is, tell me what this means. Never give up. Never give up. Man, I feel like giving up. And then suddenly the Holy Spirit will reveal Himself to you through the Word of God. And what happens? Help me with my unbelief. If you're in a moment of wanting to give up, what does it just said? It says, never give up. Never stop asking. And your faith builds in your heart and in your spirit. Amen? All right. Well, grab your Bibles. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. His people's faith, I pray. You know, this message is really... It's there to encourage, it's there to spur you, it's there to lift you up. But really, the, the message is going to have the authority that I believe it needs to have and should have in our lives when we actually go and we start grabbing our Bibles and we start reading it. And, I'm, and I know there's many of you, you read your Bibles and you, you already meditate on it and that's great. But if I can encourage you, and you know, there's areas that we're all working on and with our unbelief, with our disappointment, but when we read our Bibles, faith comes. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. I love listening to different preachers. Love listening to different preachers. I listen to a lot of podcasts, a little, lot of different preachers, and they have all got great things to say. But nothing beats when the Lord reveals something personally to me in the Bible. I pray that the same thing is a desire in your heart as well. Who's that, First Corinthians? Oh, good. You bet me there. Uh, it's up there. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't um, talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food because you weren't ready for anything stronger and you still aren't ready for you are still controlled by your sinful nature you are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other don't 
Uh, doesn't that prove you are controlled by a sinful nature and aren't you living like people of this world? I was unsure whether to include that piece of Scripture or not. But you know what? If there's areas in our lives where we're choosing not to address, it will hold us back. It will hold us back. And so I wanted to include that. And so let's go back to the top, to the first Scriptures. Sorry, the, the verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, so here's the thing here. Verse two, it says, I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food. Now I heard this from another preacher and I thought, man, this is so good. See, the problem that we have when it comes to the Word of God and, and we, we enjoy this, we, I love listening to preachers and I love being encouraged. But here's the thing is, it's milk. It's, it's milk because the way that milk is formed is because something has already been digested. And, and, and then you're feeding off something that's already been digested. So the, the good nutrients has, has you know, had some of it taken out to then produce this milk. And milk's only for infants. Milk's only for, for babies. Uh, there's a, I want to encourage you tonight, if you want help with unbelief, it's time to go, you know what? I'm not going to just turn up on a Sunday and listen to the preacher preach. I'm going to actually get into my Word and get a, get a good piece of steak right here. I'm going to get a big bit of Brazilian barbecue this, this today. I'm going to chew this thing up. I'm going, to, I'm going to, you know, mind you, the Brazilian barbecue just went down real easy. But, you know, uh, sometimes you've got to grab something and just meditate on it and, and, and get it going over you in your spirit and going, you know what, what are you saying in this, God? What are you saying? Because all the, th- the only thing that, has any, is anyone still on milk? Anyone? What are you doing? Graduate, past milk, all right? You, I feel, anyway. But now we're past milk now. But let's be in the spirit as well. Let's, let's just get past milk in, in, in our own Christian walk and let's start, you know, I love, this is, this is what I, I, I love asking people. What's your latest revelation? Tell me, tell me, what, what have you been chewing up? What have you been chewing up? Because I want to be encouraged as well. I want, I want to hear, what have you been chewing up in the Word of God? Oh, well, I felt like the Lord was saying this to me today. I'm like, come on, that's awesome. I'll take some of that. It's time to get past uh, getting fed with milk. It's time to go, you know what? God's got some good, good, good juicy bits of, of nourishment in the Bible. I want to encourage you. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. If that man, if that... If he could have just got into the Word of God and, you know, like, like Jesus, when Jesus was tempted, he's like, you know, uh, man will not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the Father's mouth. What's that Word of God? It's revelation. And he was able to push back the devil and he was able to hold back the temptations of the devil. I love Psalm 34. Who likes Psalm 34? Some of you may not know it uh, just off the top of your head, but that's okay. You know, um, I'm just trying to find it now. Here we go. Psalm 34. Oh, it's all up there. This is a great psalm because I just like declaring stuff. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Keep going. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt His name together. I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Isn't this a great bit of meat right here? Just a big juicy steak right now. 
Those who look to Him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will, be dark, will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. Isn't, this is just a good bit. Right? And then it says this, For the angels of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear Him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in Him. Hold on a second. We've just read the Scripture out and when it says, I will boast in the Lord with all, at all times. I will continually praise Him. I'll do this and let the joy of the Lord hold me. And it says, what? Taste and see? Because who just wanted to see the barbecue this morning? Anyone? Did anyone just look out the window and go, oh, that looks good? Don't we want to taste? Come on, there's this. And we like, hold on, stand. No, it's not going to stand. Oh, there we go. It looks good. Do you know what I mean? Come on, don't taste and see. It says see, I'm doing see and taste, but, you know, it's, I think it's the same thing. Um. If you've got a revelation on it, I'd love to hear it. But it's like tasting and seeing that God's good. It's, it's partaking. It's not just window shopping. Who, I hate window shopping. Who, uh, it's just wrong. You're just, you're just fooling yourself. Just go into the shop. If you can afford it. Don't get into debt. But with the Bible, come on, taste and see. This is what's going to help you with unbelief. And the, the way I like using the Bible sometimes is if I'm, if I'm in her, if, I've, if, I've, if I'm dealing with, um, say, I don't know, pride. If you're dealing with pride, I, I like, Lord, show me. Um, this, is, this is the recipe book of breaking pride. How do I break pride? And I find the scriptures about pride and Lord, I need faith. How do I? What about unforgiveness? Lord, I need to find some scriptures on unforgiveness. And I go through it and I read through it and I, I read down them and I'm like, oh, this is a, oh, wow, thank you, Lord. And what do you get? You get a taste and then you see. And you get a revelation from God. It's the living, breathing word of God. I pray the answer to your unbelief or answers to areas in your life that you're just struggling with. Maybe you've got faith in one area, but you're struggling in other areas. The, the Bible's got all the answers. It had the answers for the area that got, you've got faith in. It's also got the answers for the areas that you've got unbelief in. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm going to finish with this last passage because I love this passage. I think this is... Again, when I read it, I was like, man, this is amazing, God. And the worship team, you guys can jump up. It's in Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, I, I just love it because I, I reckon Peter's awesome. Peter got, <laughs> Peter's, you know, Peter's Peter. You know, here's the emotional character, outbursts some things. Jesus even told him to get behind him. He's called and called him Satan. Peter is the one that, you know, he gets remembered as the, the person who denied Jesus three times. But Peter's also the one that 
walked out on water. Peter's also the one that just gave it a go. He's also the one that, 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 that slashed one of the guard's ears off. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, there's a bit of passion. And, and uh, I mean, Peter had many opportunity to just get disappointed. Many opportunity to have no faith. Many opportunity to throw it all in and just not trust anymore. But Acts chapter 3, we've got to remember now that Jesus has died, He's risen again. He's also given us the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And, and we, talk, we read through and the Holy Spirit's come in Acts chapter 2. But now Peter and John were just about their day-to-day activities. They were just doing life together. And there was this time where they were going up to the temple uh, at, the, at, uh, at the three o'clock prayer service. And it says this, As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was ca- carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called Beautiful. So he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. And Peter and John looked at them intently and Peter said, look at, uh, look at us. So the lame man looked at, at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold for you, but what I give you, what I give you, uh, and what, but I'll give you what I have, sorry. In the name of Jesus Christ of the Nazarene, get up and walk. And then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And he, and as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began walking. We might have unbelief in our life. Peter had unbelief. There was times where he's like, Lord, no, Lord, that's not going to happen. Get behind me. But then somewhere along the line, through the power of the Holy Spirit and the encounter of the love of God, what did Peter do? Someone who was lame from birth. Have you ever had to be, live with a disability like that? Have you ever had to live with a, a problem or an issue from birth that, that singles you out, that you're not allowed to do anything, you're not allowed, or you, you can't do anything? Have you had to ever deal with the humility of begging? Of going, I need money, I need silver. And then someone who walks past you every day once looked at the, got the attention of this person and looked at them and said, silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have, in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. And he reached out his hand and he took that person by the hand. And instantly a miracle happened. Ankles were strengthened. Legs were strengthened. And suddenly his destiny and his call of God on his life happened because a miracle of God moved because someone took authority, someone had faith in the name of Jesus.
Peter went on a journey in life. Many ups and downs, many disappointments. But he got to a place where he trusted God in that area. Don't we want to get to a place where we trust God in areas of all areas of our life? But it's going to come by building our faith through the Word of God. It's going to come from not just running past and coming to church on a Sunday and listening to the message and, and, and hearing some jokes and having some coffee and all that sort of stuff. And it's going to come from a private time when you grab your Bible and you sit, sit down and take the moment, take, take the, I would just say, take 20 minutes. Don't try and read too much. Just grab some scripture, maybe even look up a topic. And let it read and go, Lord, I want you to build my faith in this area. Because faith comes from hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Lord, I need to know this. And then suddenly you can get to the point where you're like, no, the Bible says that He heals every sickness and disease. No, no, the Bible says that He's given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. No, the Bible says that no weapon formed against me will prosper. No, the, the, the Bible says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. No, the Bible says that that um, I don't have to live with uh, fear or timidity, but uh, God's given me a spirit of uh, love and sound mind. And we get this, uh, the Word of God in us and we start going, you know what, this is, this is how it is. When, when it sinks in, you get the victory. When... The Bible says that he, he knew every single thought about me before all time. He knew everything. He knew that your mum and dad were not that good at relationships. This is my life. He knew that. But he knew that Jesus was going to come into my I was going to receive and ask Jesus. He knew that. He knows what's ahead of me. He knows... I know that Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all my heart, not to lean on all my understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge God. Well, Lord, I'm going to trust you because that's what your word says. I'm going to trust you. There's times where I don't want to trust you. But the Bible says, Trust in the Lord. So, Lord, I'm, I'm faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Lord, I trust you. I love my favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures is in Malachi chapter 3, where it says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, and he will open up the windows of heaven. I'm like, that's the best, that's the best promise ever. I don't know about you, but who likes having a shower? You all should have your hands up. Or maybe you should all have showers at least. But can you imagine standing under the windows of heaven? Living in the spiritual blessings, just overflowing out of heaven. God, I don't, I don't see it as a, you know, like just, just a little trickle coming over. Because for me, my God is big and huge, and I just see this massive waterfall of blessing coming over. And I love the following scriptures where it says that He will rebuke the devourer from devouring your crops. I'm like, yeah, Amen. Thank you, Lord. And like, I've got three amazing, beautiful kids. And, uh, and a beautiful wife. And, and I pray for them every day and every night when they go to bed. Lord, they are going to wake up and they will know health. They will know prosperity. They will know blessing. Why? Because I know the windows of heaven are open over my family. And I've got faith in this. Why? But it's, it's just come from just stopping and tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. I, I want to encourage you. Taste and see that He's good. 
listen, don't, you know, keep coming to church because that's where we encourage one another. Keep listening to the messages. Keep listening to podcasts. Keep listening. Keep equipping yourself in life. But you, you, you can't beat what God wants to give you personally. And I believe that's how we tackle our unbelief. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't we jump to our feet? We're finished. We're going to worship. We're going to finish, and I've been doing this after most services. But we're going to finish with a a declaration, a a prophetic prayer. Just like Jesus, sorry, just like when Peter came and he looked at the beggar and intently because he knew the authority in the name of Jesus. He knew what God had done in his spirit. He knew what God had done in his heart. And he'd messed up a hundred times. I think that's why I like Peter because the foot and mouth diseases, I have that issue say things wrong but I know that God's going to just come and love He's going to help and it doesn't break the blessing off my life but it's the same for all of us we all make mistakes don't we? yeah we do we all make mistakes but it, it doesn't remove us from the power and the authority of the name of Jesus and just like when Peter and John went to the gate beautiful and there was an opportunity. And this beggar said, do you have any silver and gold? No, I don't have any. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ. He reaches out his hand. He says, get up and walk. So we're going to finish this message tonight with reaching out our hand. Reaching out our hand to the people around us. To, the, to re- reaching out your hand to Jesus if you're needing a miracle or you're needing a breakthrough. But let's run to the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. And let's break some stuff. Let's believe for some stuff. I'm still believing for the salvation of my family. I'm praying against the spirit that is holding my family back or the individual spirit. I'm praying for miracles. I know there's people in this room that need miracles. Like, no, miracles. Not surgery. I love doctors. I love the the, the, the medical profession, and I, I believe in them and I honor them, and it is good. We need that, but they, they they can't do miracles. They can be good and they can do amazing things. You know, a heart transplant that's phenomenal. You could say that's miraculous, but no, a miracle is only something God can do. There's only something God can do. I believe there's miracles in this room if we would only declare the name of Jesus over each and every one of us. And so come on, let's worship. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.